22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. All right, so if you mix being bogged down at work, having a daughter to have her hair be braided for Halloween, go trick-or-treating 40 miles away from home, what do you get? No notes. COVID. The ep- <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't say I was doing it without a mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so welcome to another Trapeze Without a Net edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 177. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is a man whose superpower is pretty much ultra sarcasm with a hint of, I told you so, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. We've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. I know oh this my one. God. I know this one. Scream. Yeah. Nope. What? Well, uh, oh, shoot. It, it's an older movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. When a Stranger Calls. It's from oh, 1979. Still old. <laughs> Still old. Um, all right. And our other illustrious host is the man whose superpower is ultra chillness. What a side order of more chill. RT Square off the tech. Totally. So the other day, while I wasn't rigging election machines, despite what other don't people even, were saying. Don't even joke like that. Continue. <laughs> A thought occurred to me. Your bed is essentially a wireless charger that takes seven to ten hours to fully charge a specific type of human. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it, right? Oh my god. I can get the same charge in a chair. But it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> oh boy. Ask the cap. He can get the same charge leaning up against the pole of the subway. I've seen the, the cap just, you know, yeah, on the table. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm awake. Kick rocks. Okay. Kick, kick rocks. All right. So today, we're going to take a trip down to New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, and New Orleans. Observe a different type. Observe a different type of superhero movie as we discuss the Netflix movie, Project Power. But first... Let's make way, make way, as Mike um, informs us of all things nerdific and probably tells us how the geek world is going to hell in a handbasket. Well, maybe the first part of the sentence. So let's do it, Mike, and his quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. It's hard to tell whether he's any better with or without notes. Anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run long on purpose. I'm going to do a mic. I'm going to run long on purpose. What else you got? I, I, go ahead, Mike. I run long with information that everybody loves. Anyhow, after nearly seven decades in the spotlight, an iconic man's man has finished his final mission. Sean Connery, the man who gave face and form to 007, passed away on October 31st. The Scottish actor showcased a variety of roles in his long career from international spy, future warrior, mystery-solving friar, immortal mentor, a hard-nosed cop, famous archaeologist father, Soviet naval captain, federal prisoner, to legendary adventurer, with audiences cheering along the way. In 1987, Connery won the Academy Award and Golden Globe Award for Best Supporting Actor for his work in The Untouchables. That same year, 
he won the BAFTA for the Best Actor in The Name of the Rose. In 1995, he was the recipient of the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which honors outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment. Connery officially retired from acting in 2006 after receiving the American Film Institute's Lifetime Achievement Award that year, citing his reason due to, quote, idiots now making films in Hollywood, end quote. Unfortunately, the last few years of the actor's life was spent in ill health with dementia plaguing him during this time. But fans can always remember Connery fondly as the man who immortalized, shaken, not stirred, for generations of moviegoers. Sean Connery was 90. I, uh, this was a big one. This was a big one. That's what she um, said. Is, how did you fuck that up, Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> We're honoring a man for being a freaking monument to acting in class. And here you come with us, she said. He would have liked it, trust me. <laughs> Actually, yeah, he might he might have liked that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sean Connery was the man. I remember when um, the news came across my feed, I automatically thought about Mike, Jazz, and Tom. Automatically. Yeah. All the Bond. I love James Bond, man. Yeah, yeah I'm a big Bond fan. Yeah, no, it's very sad, but you know, you know, I mean, his his Bond is iconic. I mean, it's it's grossly inappropriate to our time period, but it is an iconic Bond. Right. I, I definitely so. rank him as far as just. Um, I mean, he's always going to be special number one Bond for me. But as far as viewability goes, definitely he's my second Bond because I really do like Daniel Craig as as James wow. Bond. That's well, it's that's just quite... it's, the, it's it's the naturalness of his Bond that I like. But but Sean Connery is always always it. My uh, oh man, my favorite Connery film has has been and will always be Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Just love yeah, that. I mean, it's a good film. Yeah, I actually, I, wow, I, I actually like I him. It. I really like him in. Uh, well, I love the name of the rose, which I'm. I'm so happy that he did get an award for. That is a great film, and I think it actually has Christian Slater in it too. I think really, I'm gonna have to watch. Yeah, that. but I mean, it's it's cool. yeah, it's set back in like the way back days. Um, and he's uh, Sean Connery's 86. a monk, and they have to solve. solve him. Yeah, it's, no, I meant the movie is sent oh. back in the way back days, and uh, he has to solve a murder that's going on in this abbey. It's actually it's really really a well done film. And he Two does a great job. 11 it. minutes. I don't know, Mike. It, yeah. It's worth watching. Anyway. Anyway. Rest in peace, Jean Connery. Definitely. The second installment of the 2018 Halloween, aptly named Halloween Kills, may be delayed, but that might be a good thing. The ongoing pandemic delayed and even shuttered some Hollywood productions, and, the even, and even the famous mass killer from the 80s was powerless against it. But now the sequel is back on. And although it was written prior to major events like Black Lives Matters and, sub, and the subsequent reactions, it is set to reflect the mob mentality uh, that they believe exists in modern day society. According to the film star Jamie Lee Curtis, quote, what we were seeing around the country of the power of the rage of voices, big groups of people coming together, enraged at the set of circumstances, that's what the movie is. And so it's very interesting because it takes on what happens when trauma infects an entire community, end quote. Halloween Kills is directed by David Gordon Green and should arrive in theaters on October 15th, 2021. Um, wow, on October 15th, 2021. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, glad was, I'm glad it was back on track and I'm interested to see how they take those themes that you just mentioned and put into a horror film. Yeah, yeah, yeah the things they had written it before all this. Hmm? I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm just glad that it's finally going to be over. Oh well, it's two more. This is the second of three films, and this will end Carpenter's vision of. I, I imagine. I mean, I'm sure. That, I mean, the uh, franchise is not going to just 
<laughs> stroll up and die after that. Um, they'll probably do something else to be booted in some other kind of way, I would think. Not if I have anything yeah. to say about it. You don't like Halloween? What's wrong with you? They, I didn't find any of them scary. None of them scared me. They no, I mean, good. I don't, I don't, I don't scare scare from any horror movie. But I mean, no, I love the original. It's nice and creepy, and the 2018 really was. It was a good like. It's not scary. It's just it's horrific. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, this guy. I don't think I've seen that one yet. Oh, this guy. Um, <laughs> I've been told that. <laughs> oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, but, 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 last but, but not least. Deeper tone. Yeah, go ahead. Any fans out there of Netflix, I'm not okay with this, may not be okay with this. The live action series based on a comic by Charles Forsman was slated for a second season, but due to the expenses to COVID, uh, to COVID proof the production, it made the show unaffordable. According to showrunner Jonathan Entwistle, it would cost, quote, anywhere between 5 to $10 million per season of television for the PPE and for the testing and for the systematic, uh, I'm sorry, for the systematic changes with which to make it safer, end quote. And for those wondering why cancel versus simply delay season two, Entwistle explained, quote, once you go over a certain period of time from when you said you were going to shoot, it incurs quite big costs to pay the actors to keep them. Netflix was basically saying we're paying large groups of filmmakers and actors to remain doing nothing, end quote. I am not okay with this was officially canceled on August 21st, 2020. I'm not familiar with that particular show. Uh, Mike or Ralph, could any of you guys... Give me a one sentence breakdown of what it is. Like, what, what's the show about? Teenage girl ends up getting superpowers and just making her life miserable. But it's Got not it. a superhero show. Wait, which show? Okay. Um, wait, I'm not really? Okay with this. <laughs> oh, you mean the thing that was in the podcast with him. I I didn't realize th- that's the title when he said it because I never mind. <laughs> he was like, "Wow, right? Uh, uh, Mike's so mad. He said it twice." <laughs> he said something else, so I was like, "Wait, well, what?" Well, well, he said, "He said if, you, if you're a fan of the show, I'm okay. I'm not okay with this. Might not be not okay with this." So, yeah, did he though? Did he though? He did say let's that. move he on. Did. We're lingering oh, too much. Wow, <laughs> Ralph. By the way, listeners out there, this is what I deal with. Now you understand <laughs> how my greatness has to work. Oh, get off the damn cross! We need the wood. Is that all your quick news? <laughs> yep. All right. Um, Ralphie, any quick news from you, mister? Let's move along. Nothing to see here. Move along. Move along. <laughs> if that's nothing, for you, nothing for you to say either, huh? You want me to say something? All right. I have something some quick good. news. Go for it. My quick news is that. There you go. Um, that, that was see, great. All right. You, you had your chance to just go, but nope, you kept poking the bear. <laughs> Who Craig? No, we, no, Craig call, is fine. I don't, I don't call. I don't call Ralph a bear to his face. <laughs> Grr, baby, Grr. Grr. Wow. Yeah, on that note, let's keep moving. Um. Yeah. So I have no quick news either. So let's go to the main part of the show, which is to talk about the Netflix movie. You know, it's funny. I wanted to call it Ultimate Power, Project Power, and with a synopsis, is a guy that you're gonna swear. Wow. I just heard that voice two seconds ago. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. That should be your nickname. I just heard that guy's voice two seconds ago. That's too long. To it's, fit also known as, it's, like it's also known it's as... It's also known as, uh, as uh, you know, carry on and keep calm. Because that's also what it does. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not Jesus. He's Project Mike. Power. 
That's right. Even better. He was on the cross five minutes ago. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Project Power is a pseudo superhero film released by Netflix streaming service on August 14th of 2020. The film was directed by Henry Juice and Ariel Shulman from a screenplay by Matson Tomlin. The movie focuses on a potentially dangerous drug that can grant the user a superpower for five minutes at a time. The film had a budget of 85 mil, but since only shown on the streaming platform, its revenue is unavailable. However, the film was watched by over 75 million households in its first four weeks. Project yeah. Power has a, yeah, yeah this will get you too. Project Power has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 60% with an audience score of 47%. Fuck. And a Metacritic score of 51 out of 100 with an audience of 50 out of 100. The fuck? Uh, remind, remind me at some point, once we start talking about this, could be some of that. Possibly. Okay. Anyhow, let's get on to okay. the synopsis. Go for it. Twist it, swallow it, become it. Slide on down to the Big Easy for some spicy gumbo, aromatic mufalada, and the possibility to spontaneously burst into flames. The city of New Orleans is beset by those with perchable, excuse me, ah, can't say that word, power set, a new street drug that gives takers highly visible superpowers for a very limited time, but somehow the populace at large is entirely unaware of this amazing spectacle in a world filled with cell phones and instant media communication. Trying to stop the anarchy is Art Major, a man as deadly as his bachelor's degree. Major suffers from what, yeah, yeah, Major suffers from what lazy writers call Sudden flashback onset. It's an illness that barely helps the underlying story plot, but makes him a dangerous driver. Major is assisted by a local teenage drug dealer named after Batman's sidekick. Coincidentally, she is dealing the power drug to a police officer that has also gone by Robin in another life. Oh, it starts right. as a twisty yet intriguing ride of urban grit through a sci-fi lens, unfortunately resolves itself in a writer's meeting of yes and... It's a movie riddled with sketchy science, ill-defined motivations, and ethics questions that any normal adult should be able to navigate with ease. But it's also a movie with a modern spin on the Say No to Drugs campaign that feels refreshing in the current, with great power comes great responsibility era of filmmaking. So, laissez-les, bon temps roulez, let the good times roll. Oh yeah. Right. Starring Jamie Foxx as Art, Major. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Frank Shaver. Uh, Dominique Fishback as Robin Riley. Colson Baker as Newt, Rodrigo Santoro as Biggie, Amy Landecker as Gardner, uh, Kiana Simone Simpson as Tracy, Adrian Ward Hammond as Irene, and Courtney B. Vance as Captain Crane. All right, so let's start talking about it. Project Power. But before we start talking about it, let's spoil the button that we've paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I'm curious if he saw that, if he's seen this movie. But nonetheless, this um, that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Twist, swallow, stush. What power did you get? I got stush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's just talk about it. Project Power. Um, what's interesting is, I don't know how you guys felt, but for me, it it felt like a, a, a made-for-TV movie. Did anybody else get that feeling? Before we start talking about the, the movie itself. But did it have that feel of like a made-for-TV movie? 
Um, it's I think it's dialogue very often had a made-for-TV movie feel, but the CGI um, and action sequences I felt were above that, way be above that. Okay. All right, Ralphie. Um, yeah, it, I didn't think it felt like a, a made-for-TV movie. I think it was like a made-for-Netflix movie directly. Like it, it wasn't a movie that was designed to come out in theaters. It was a movie that was designed to be viewed on a streaming service where it would be more effectively received. Okay. And it was. Yeah. When they actually, when they, um, when they got the spec rights to a movie, it, it created this huge bidding war and Netflix eventually won. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, okay, so let's talk about it. What do we like about this movie? This movie, it, it kind of combines a couple of different themes. Like kind of like what Mike said in the synopsis. You know, he said, I think Mike said it perfectly about, um, looking at the superhero um, landscape, but through an urban lens or the other way around. I think you said it, but still the same thing. The idea of, you know, you're looking at a superhero film, but just using a different kind of perspective. Um, But also it felt like, I mean, the fact that it was the pill and it gave you temporary abilities, it really reminded me of of that movie Limitless. But almost to the point that it, it kind of distracted me a little bit. It kind of distracted me a little bit. Like, I couldn't fully get in because it was like, it reminded me of, of the idea of unlocking all this ability and whatever. But um, what do we like about the movie? What are some things that we enjoyed about this movie? I like that um, the simple fact that the the power that you get is unique to you, you know? Like yes. You, you won't see... Uh, you won't know what power you're going to get until you actually use the pill. And then there's, and when you use it, you're also taking a risk for the first time because you don't know if you'll survive it, you know? So I thought that was an interesting right. dynamic to have where it's like, it's almost, I wouldn't really call it playing Russian roulette, but you're, it's, it's a 50, 50 chance that you're going to, you're going to survive, you know? So it's, I thought that was uh-huh. an interesting aspect to have. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed um, a lot of the performances. Uh, not saying that they were Oscar-worthy performances, but I just like you know I just thought that a lot of the people did a good job in the roles that they had. Um, and like I said, I, I did enjoy uh, the CGI work. I thought was fun, um, and in the action, I mean, it, it it I enjoyed the movie. It has its problems, but all in all, like it still was able to keep my attention. I I don't remember to any lengthy degree feeling like oh my god, when is this over? Like, I'm sure there was, like, some part where I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> you know, but all in all, it, it kept my attention, which I was okay. very surprised. I, I I thought this was going to be like a, oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm watching this movie, and it turned out that it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can agree with that. I, I agree that it was um, fun enough. I won't say fun. I'll say fun enough. Like, I, it wasn't a movie that I was yeah, kind that's of... That's good. Like, I'll give you that. You know, like, like it was enough where you're watching it, okay, fine, no problem. It, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was parts of it, which we'll get to, that just felt very, um, they tried too hard. Or um, they tried yeah. to, to push a certain narrative. Like, okay, just if you, if you just drop that, you'd be okay. But I well, thought that's they tried like some of the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's some of the problem I had is I felt like that they had a lot of narratives that they were trying to push. And they just kind of were like, eh, anyhow, on to this. And you're like, what? Wait. wait. <laughs> I thought we were veering in some way. Who's steering this ship? <laughs> you know? Right. But I, I definitely, man. I agree that the, that, 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 the well, blind man what? is steering the ship. Oh, God. Yeah, pretty much. 
I agree that it was visually, you know, a lot better than I anticipated. There's some things I had with some of the graphics, but it's less about the the special effects and more about the angles they chose. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it was definitely enjoyable, and I and I like Jamie Foxx. I like Gordon, um, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for, and, for and, the and, for the length of time that he was not in that movie. like like, like i remember at some point in that film because the movie is nearly two hours long i believe yeah Um, yeah it's 145 i remember at some point i was like wait a second wasn't joseph gordon levitt in this film (laughs) (laughs) like i wasn't even being funny i'm just like i i had to remember and i'm thinking this is the movie i was watching i had him in it right because he was gone for at least a good 30 minutes at least (laughs) at, at a stretch you know yeah, um, I mean, granted, it wasn't his movie per se, but he's a big name. I mean, there's they're the two largest names in this film are Jamie Foxx and, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know, one one right. would have to assume because Joseph Gordon-Levitt is is the type of person who always has a lot of projects up in the air, and he probably was only available for a specific amount of time. So they say like, well, let's get all his scenes done, and then usually it's it might have been only like one or two days of filming for him, and then that was it. Yeah, but it also means they didn't write his part very much. That's what I mean. Think yeah. about it. No matter what they film, they had to write it. <laughs> you know, so I was just I was just very surprised because it was because again, it was a part of the narrative that it was like, oh, this is gonna be about this cop that oh, he's not around for 30, 40 minutes of a two hour movie. So I guess it's not very much about <laughs> him at all. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was just one of those things because you're yeah. like, well, what's going on with him? What's his part? What's he gonna play? Um Yes, I thought that was a little odd. All right. Um, so so now that we've kind of laid down what we've liked, what are some things about this movie that gave you problems or that gave the movie itself problems? Because it's it's interesting that, you know, that we're looking at um, Metacritic and how Rotten Tomatoes scored it. What made this movie have the problems that it did? Um, one of the things that I had a problem with was just the simple fact that uh, it, it took too long to explain how the powers worked, you know, that they okay. were based off of of animals and that uh, each person's power was triggered by their their unique DNA and all this stuff. Like it took it took too long to get to that point because it was only towards the end of the movie that they actually start explaining it when when uh, when Jamie Fox um, explains his powers usually it's is at the point where you like you finally get it. Where you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Now I understand how this thing works. But until then, it's mm. like you're, you're the whole movie. You're just thinking, oh, it just gives you random powers based off of uh, your DNA. It doesn't, you know, you, you could get crazy like telekinetic powers, but no, it's it's animal based powers. So I'm like, yeah. but see, okay, yeah, good I, job. I, but I feel that. like, but see, I I felt like. Even their explanation was an explanation. Their explanation was just give us something. I, I'm like, well, it still isn't explaining what these like. Like in other words, like Jamie Foxx's power was of the pistol shrimp. Yeah, the pistol shrimp is actively attacking you and moving so fast that he's heating up the water. He's just like bursting with power. And yeah. I'm like, well, that <laughs> doesn't make sense, doesn't. you know. And, and also, when you fi- figure that, like. Then they try to give you the idea of like, oh well, it's it's we're defining redefining it from his daughter's blood. Uh huh. Well, her power is just to heal organic matter. So, 
how is that, that working out for you? <laughs> you know, and, and what animal is that, by the way, that does that? I don't know. And then when you realize, like, like his power, evidently, like Jamie Foxx's power was so intense, which was just such a, oh, you're the lead guy. You must have the most intense power. Um, it's like, well, if that's your power and you've been on this drug before, but yet that power kills you or, you know, or just about kills you, it's like, well. It takes a lot out of you. How did you so? Well, but how did you survive before? You know, because because right. when we saw his flashback to her question about um, what happened, and he was talking about having been experimented on, you just saw him flipping out and going crazy and attacking people with his hands. And I'm like, well, that isn't what you showed us. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. it's just a very that's why I said like a lot of times it just got really convoluted and it started to make no sense with his story writing. Um, but I did think the beginning of it, the way I would say like maybe the first maybe even maybe up to 30 minutes i don't know of the movie i was actually into like i said because it was a different feel like you know they tried to lay out the like i said it was very much a like a drug dealing type of a cop like show kind of a thing but yet it had this power thing and that was kind of different and i was like okay i'll see where this goes and then like i said it just felt like the writers started getting cocky well i felt like they were going all i mean not all over the place but they kept shifting focus to the point of who am i supposed to be interested in more so, okay, now we have, you know, um, you have Frank and you have Robin. Okay, you have them two. Okay, now, now you have Art. And now we're back to now, now, now back to Robin. And then Frank's gone. And then you know, it's, it right. just kind of like bounced off. And now we're, we're, are we focusing on Art trying to get to the bottom of this or, or him, you know, trying to um, get back his daughter, which we don't find out till later on. It, it just felt right. like it bounced around at, at some point where it, it, I wasn't comfortable where the story was going because I didn't know where it was yeah. going. And let's not forget they tried. Oh, sorry, go ahead, bro. Oh no, no, go ahead. Mine, mine's a little bit stupid. Oh, I, go ahead. oh, I was about to say like, and then they tried to throw in out of nowhere, not like, like literally out of nowhere the, or Robert, he's been lying to you. He's just a drug dealer that's trying to you know take over. You're like, where'd that story plot come from? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like at, at all? Where did that story plot come from? You know, so that that was another thing. But we about to say there, bro. Well, I was just gonna say. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to see is actually, because you know the part where the, uh, Robin's in school and she starts daydreaming like her rap, like that yeah. would have actually been cool to actually see her do it in in in, in real in like one in her real life, you know? Right. Because like, well, that I was happy that that scene wasn't real because I was I was literally about to type like, okay, I I've already had enough. Uh, so like, luckily it was just in her head, but at the same time. I, I'm like, so the moral of our, our one of our main protagonists is don't attempt to do well in school, but follow your dream. I mean, part of that's good, but like, it, cause it's not, I mean, she's evidently a smart girl. I mean, she's not, we're not talking genius, but she's smart. Yeah. Right. And like, like even, I mean, the thing is like, we're supposed to, and again, I, you know, I know these are meant, well, it's meant for not for kids. I mean, this movie is meant for everyone to enjoy, but like, you know, they tried that whole like, oh, you know how the man is. And plus it's a it's a mostly minority school. And this is a white guy trying to tell her things and embarrass her. Because even her rap was about how he tried to embarrass her in the school. He's like, no, he's saying you seem intelligent. This is a sex ed class or at least a health class. You've got a D in it. And even mm -hmm. he says you should you should be passing this class. And he's concerned about enough to actually ask her what it is that you plan to do with your life if you're going to fail this easy stuff. And then it kind of flips into this whole like, oh, he's trying to hold her down kind of thing. And it's like, no, no, he's actually a concerned teacher, actually. 
<laughs> you know, worrying about a girl that that is giving up. And then she just leaves the class, throws away her books. And I'm like, so throw away school and hope for the best? <laughs> you know? When she threw it away, she said, I don't need this blindside shit. And then threw it away. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. To, to throw out a reference of a, 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 a of a black student and a and a white savior blindside. Look at you. You use it. You use it incorrectly. You use it incorrectly. Uh, you, you want me to see this? One? She's like, I don't need this white man's burden bullshit, and throws it away. I'm not gonna keep doing this with you, bro. <laughs> no. I have plenty of them I can use. <laughs> yeah, plenty of the wrong ones. But um, I mean, but all jokes aside, that I mean, it's funny that Ralph mentioned the rap. And maybe this is just a me thing. And, you know, I'm not as huge as a, I'm not as big of a hip hop head as I used to be growing up. But I'll say this something about that rap felt forced. It just didn't feel organic. It didn't feel like it had something like, listening to her, I was like, she ain't going anywhere with that rap. She's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) And and believe it or not, even though I'm joking and saying that, I seriously felt that way. And it pulled me out for a second. It pulled me out to like, Okay, she's not that good. I hope she's not going to go into rap because she's horrible. I I never said she was good. I said I enjoyed it, and the reason no, no, I no, no, no. I the enjoyed scene was it was good. Yeah, the reason I enjoyed it is because like, um, it reminded me of like those '90s diss raps that you would have with with people beefing with each other. You know, oh, the battle raps, right? Yeah. Battle raps. Yeah, but I mean, they can yeah. and very much so. But well, I mean, well, the thing is also what it was was that it was. And I guess they were trying to show that she's smart, but it's like like when she's like, well, I'm doing this off the top of my head. And I'm like, well, you're coming out with words that tell me that you're studying, but yet your grades are saying you're not. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, she's, she's you know, supposedly doing this on the spot, throwing out these words and connections and phrases that I'm like, yeah, it sounds like something you said. Like you said, it feels forced. It feels like something you sat and wrote. You know, like as opposed to right. literally off the top of your head, and that's what it felt like. Now, um, but that's neither here nor there because I mean that wasn't you know the the big point of the movie. But yes, you know. It, but, but, but for but for me, it wasn't a big point of the movie, but it, it took away from the validity of that character. Like, did she? Oh, really I agree. Feel like that that was, and you know, did she feel like this was gonna be her escape? Was her ability to you know to rhyme? Or right. if you said, you know what, you're not that good, but you know, keep working at it, you'll be better. I could have believed that, but. I, Wow, you're good. I'm not really Jamie Foxx. Really? Yeah, he's like, that's your power. That's your power. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, what stroke, animal was that? Stroke, I was like, Luch. hyena. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was the, that was the weird. Like I said, with it, with her, like you said, it did take away from her character in, in a sense because it's, like I said, it just left her with this. It, it felt like that that her character was it was meant to like, oh, we're going to relate since this is a film that takes place in more minority areas and stuff like that in this urban setting, you know, we we want to make this this kid relatable. And I'm like, like, and to go at what Ralph was saying, it's like, yeah, she was relatable to early 90s movies of mm-hmm. urban situations, but not now. I mean, you're like, you're like 30 years late with your relevance at this point, you know? If they would have took away the rap aspect and just left it as, you know, she was a street smart kid who was smart, you know, who was just smart, didn't have to rap, mm-hmm. didn't have to do that trope. I would have been okay with it, but the, the once you added the rap, I'm like, oh my god, what the frick are we doing? But that, I don't want to ling- um, belabor that point because we have a couple of other things we, we need to discuss, um, like daddy issues. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> What's with that? With that synergistic? 
well, you know, I lost my daughter and, you know, you don't have a father, so we're going to bond. You fucking kidding me? I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt that way. I kind of did. Oh, that felt forced. It felt forced. Yeah, well, yes. That's why I said, like I said, it was very after school special writing of that script. Well, there was nothing that was that was very nuanced about the script at all. At all. That's better than if they had chosen to make her like, uh, like fall in love with him or like have a crush on him or something. And then that's the reason why. This isn't the Judas contract. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Death's choking fucking Tara. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. But you're right. It could have been that way. You're right, Ralph. They could have went that. They could have made her a little bit older. They could have went for a different actress and been like, you know, oh, but you know. Well, you know, I'm 18, college. right? Yeah. <laughs> she could have been oh, a freshman oh. in college. <laughs> well, or we could have done the Romeo and Juliet law. Yeah, I was about to say, I always love when the filmmakers go that. I'm like, so you're just pushing underage sex, but go on with your story. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, so like that. Looks, yeah, that was where I'm, I, I also like. I, I just had a problem with also the motivation of the plot of the movie, which is like you know these people are taking this drug. Okay, I get the on writing, and even if you just said like without giving me any more details, like wow, here's this pill that if you take it for five minutes, you get like a random superpower. We're not even talking about the fact that you might blow up as well, because that's not 100% 50-50, because it seems like fewer people blow up, but fine. Let's just ignore the, even the blow-up possibility. Mm-hmm. If you just said, like, hey, you take this pill, you get a superpower for five minutes, that's great. Until you see, not only in the movie, but like if this was real life, the moment someone turns into the human torch, wow, that's really cool. After five minutes, wow, your face is half-melted. Yep. What is encouraging <laughs> anyone else to start taking this possibly deforming thing because it's like even even biggie which had the stupidest power i don't even know what animal that was the guy that turns into half like ogre tall guy at the, mm-hmm. the big fight like like i'm like okay so you could even tell half his face was kind of stretched and saggy i'm like yeah why would i ever take this drug i, I mean <laughs> it's if, if you told me i could permanently have power maybe i think about it but for five minutes and then possibly be deformed that's kind of a hard sell (laughs) it really is i mean you're you're scratching (laughs) your chin and you're like tell me more hmm i need to know i mean it's it's a really it's a it's to me it's a hard sell and i don't especially for five minutes of it i'm like no i'm not seeing it like if if they told me that this was over the day of like uh i mean over the span of a weekend i could see it like a lot of people right. haven't talked yet, but like they're just flipping out. And, and that would have been cool to see the reactions, but that also led to the other thing that I mentioned in my synopsis that I didn't like is that the rest of the world, you're hearing even the news stations, which you figure are probably, they're not maybe from down the street, but they're local news stations more than likely that they're listening to. What are you talking about, man? You must be smoking stuff. You're telling me someone ran faster than a cop car? Uh, it's been a little bit of a while that this drug's been going around. Nobody has filmed this. People are getting, they're calling the cops, but no one is filming with their phones that they take out the moment someone slaps somebody on the street, you know, <laughs> but, but nope. seeing somebody lift a car or, 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 or burst into flame, eh, I was going to pull out my phone, but my battery was getting low and I didn't want to waste the time. <laughs> this is a, uh, the world that this takes place in is a world in which people don't care about other people. So they don't record shit. 
Yeah, but that's the world we live in. People don't care about other people and they record the shit, you know? Because remember, um, the moment that someone starts beating up on someone, that's when they fil- they film it instead of calling for help. <laughs> um, speaking of world building, um, and I'm going to go back to my point of this movie forcing a lot of narratives. Is it me or they wanted you to know that they were in New Orleans? It's just like, wait, like oh, they yeah. felt like wait, they, wait. they just forced that so hard. And especially with the... Um, and this is just me, and, and this, and like I said, this is just my little idiosyncrasies. But watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character wear that jersey, that Saints jersey, to show he's in New Orleans and he's a homie and he's from, you know, he's he's a homegrown person from New Orleans. It it felt too, it felt fake. Um, really, I, are you going to complain about that guy from New York, where every New York movie has a guy wearing a New York Yankees cap? <laughs> That's that's different. The Yankee, that's different because the Yankees are a universal symbol where if you go to any country, you know what the Yankee symbol is. So you don't have to be from New York to wear it. We're talking about you're in New Orleans and you're wearing you really wearing a jersey guy as a fuck out of here. It just, but but it I'm just saying, what about New York? I mean, we don't care if New York is known around the world. New Yorkers are wearing the New York shit all the time. All the time. Go anywhere. Do you tell me you don't see a New York Yankee or Mets cap, a jersey <laughs> yeah, but, and whatnot? I mean, I mean um, cap, cap. I mean, let's yeah. let's go into your closet and see how much New York shit you got. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm not denying that. What I'm saying, it felt. So that's why I'm not understanding why you have a problem with this. I mean, he's from New Orleans. And he has got a Saint shirt on. Like, if I go to Philadelphia, I guarantee you, I'm going to see a bunch of flyers and Eagles. and and Eagles and Philly stuff. But, you know? but, but the fact that they're, they're surrounding it around the game and they keep talking, I'm like, and the game didn't even play a big part in the movie. It's just kind of like backdrop, and it was it it, it felt like they wanted it to be more than a backdrop. And I'm like, no, New Orleans is more than more than the Saints. I mean, the Saints are a great team, but they're more than the Saints. And I'm like, you you know, you could have done other things to show that, you know, here's the city that we live in, or here, you know, and, and they just didn't do a really good job. It just felt forced. Well, they they didn't want to play the Mardi Gras angle because that's so played out. Yeah, about the same. that's true. No, that that's was, true and also true. that would have been, but it also would have been so far from where. Remember, they're 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 not in that spot. Like yeah. they're not in the Mardi Gras area, you know. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Right. They, the, the whole point of what they were trying to pull, I mean, the sports stuff, sure, I mean, they're running into the ground because they're trying to be relatable to people that don't know about sports um, and stuff like that. That That's their big thing. But other than that, they were trying to force the whole idea about Katrina and the fact that the government didn't care about them. They didn't do a good job of that, but that's what they were trying to do I, with I that whole like, New Orleans thing, awesome. you know. And they were, no, no, they did not do a good job of it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? they, 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 What they did do somewhat of a good job is to show, like, just like a, clearly this is years after Katrina, but there's still a lot of, you know, destruction and on, there's not a lot of repair that was going on at that time. Yeah. Well, this is supposed to be now. I, so they're kind of still showing that like they barely got any look at and, you know, and that's why like, for instance, that they could run the drug in this town is because nobody would give a damn about what's going on in this town because look what they did with Katrina. Again, it just, it was lost because they didn't build upon any of it. And I agree with what you're they saying didn't. with that. Like it, yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. Again, it's just so many things that they just felt like they were like, all right, I mentioned Katrina so we can move on. You're like, no, you kind of need to build out of that. Yeah. Stuff. And um, that could have been a, a whole movie in itself using that as the main backdrop, you know, in a city where you, look, you felt like the government betrayed you and, and 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 everybody's downtrodden, you know. Even though they're trying to come mm-hmm. out of it, you could have done that whole thing, and you didn't. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, really, this should have been a mini series, better okay. written, but a okay. mini series. <laughs> this way, they could have explored again. I don't need it to be a an ongoing seasonal thing, but just like you know, three to four episodes, 
I think they would have done a better job uh, fleshing out a lot more things. Yeah, Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I think that would help. I I mean, one of my big questions at all from the beginning of the films was, so your mom's not going to eat until you come home at night? (laughs) Because remember, she wakes up and she's like, I'm going to make you some soup because her mom's not feeling well because of diabetes. I'm going to make you some soup. Oh, we're out of soup. And then she goes, all right. She doesn't make her mom anything at all. At all. You don't see the mom get anything. She sits her down, puts on her music. She goes, and I'm going to bring you back soup when I come back tonight. It, it's 8 in the that's morning. Diab- You're going to school. Not, <laughs> don't you that, care? That's not how diabetes works, and that's not how hunger works. <laughs> no, that's why I'm like, I'm like, don't you love your mom at all? And then and then the killer part is we. she doesn't give her soup to the end of the movie, and that's like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, did this woman ever eat? Do you ever right. think that it's not diabetes that's killing her? It's the fact that you won't feed her? Not for nothing, she should have came back to the house. Her mother should have been like fucking some kind of diabetic shock, heaven forbid. No. Yeah. And that's that's another thing. I'm sorry, go ahead, Rob. No, I was just going to say, uh, the soup thing was actually to try to teach her some responsibility. The mother has a hidden pantry just filled with food. So while she waits for her daughter, <laughs> she eats. And then when the daughter makes her the soup, she just either... Gives it to like a stray animal or throws it out the window. <laughs> well, also what I love was now we're not talking about the end of the movie. We're talking about the beginning of the film. She opens up that canister, that, that big lunchbox. And she's got stacks of 20s. Stacks. Okay. So let's just put that in perspective. Those stacks, what is it? How many bills are usually in, in a stack that size? I mean, it wasn't from the bank, but they were around the bank size. When you realize that every five twenties is a hundred dollar bill, so it would only take fifty to make um, all right, wait, yeah, five so, to make a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, so it only take fifty to make a thousand. So she had several grands, so several. On uh, <laughs> by uh, street terminology, a stack is usually a thousand dollars out of 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 a hundred bills. So it'd be ten. Uh, ten bills of a hundred dollars. Yes. So that'd be your stack. yeah, but that's like that, yeah, but but you saw the money. It was literally like you know, like when you see you get money out of a bank robbery. It was a stack. They were all in. She all, she grouped them into stacks. Those stacks are usually somewhere in the range of around fifty bills or so to to get a stack that thick. She had thousands of dollars. I'm not even going the why don't you move out of that shitty apartment? Doesn't mean you're getting a great one. Just a shittier, I mean a less shitty apartment. But I'm like. You could buy your mom some food. Like, yeah. You could buy I mean, your like, mom's re- medication. Like, right. But, but yeah, I mean, that even, you know, I'm like, how about like, I'm not talking filet mignon. How about just buy food in the house? There should be, the refrigerator should be filled. And that would only, that wouldn't even be $100. The refrigerator would be filled. Right. <laughs> you know? So I'm just sitting here like, she doesn't say what she did. You know, they give us the whole, like, I'm saving up for my mom's operation. But I'm like, I don't get <laughs> This, if, you don't, if, you don't, if you don't feed her, she won't make it to the operation. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you weren't living in a shitty apartment, her health might improve. <laughs> you know? Just saying, just saying. But but again, I guess you won't realize that about economics because you're failing school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Math wasn't my strong point. Well, no shit. Well, who <laughs> needs school? But you can count that money though. Right. Who needs school when you can rap? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that 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 one really got because like that was early on i'm like 
I'm supposed to like this now, person, right? <laughs> but now I will add the one thing I did an, like about the film thing was. I, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was about to say one thing I really no, did no, like go, about go, the go, film please, please. was that uh, that they didn't portray the minorities, particularly the blacks, as we just pawn. We don't know shit. Like, like you know, like it, like as much as she was hood, she still was a person. Like I didn't feel that she was completely a caricature. And I didn't get that feeling right. from a lot of the characters. I'm not saying that there wasn't some stereotyping, but I just, it's like, like for instance, I did, I like the fact that she wasn't like, mm, that's some white people thing, kind of a, like she wasn't that girl. Like, right. like she's there helping people. She's there understanding after a while the gravity of what's going on. I, I did appreciate that, that they didn't render her down to a complete stereotype. The only thing they did was the rapping thing, but everything else I right. agree. The rapping was the yeah. only thing I'm like, oh, if you would have fucking stayed away yeah. from that. But did, I agree. You know, mm -hmm. she definitely was well rounded in that way. I, I got a question. Did you feel that uh, Jamie Foxx's character was more of the, the soldier stereotype? His was the standard, um, I got to find my kid stereotype. Like, it was, he offered literally nothing else. You know, right. like, like his, his character had, no, he had one dimension. You yeah, know? He was, he was it, a little it, bit one note, right? Here's my yeah. issue. You have these two. You have these two protagonists. You have your two heroes in in the in the movie, and they're trying to make them two different. But because they, you know, the way they went about things, they were still kind of similar. It, if they would have made one a little bit more different, I guess I would have been, you know, more interested. But Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Jamie Foxx, even though one was a cop and one was, you know, you know, a former soldier, and da da da, da they felt. I don't know. They just felt kind of similar. To the point that I was or, or they or they felt or they felt like they were one character that they broke apart. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, and I agree with that. It felt like there was one character, and then they went, "Let's just split it into two. Well, what are we going to do with the other half of each? Ignore it. Right around it. <laughs> now that you mention it, they, they kind of really are somewhat opposite of each other because. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, his whole thing is protecting the city. He's he's about getting this drug off of the city, out of the cities to protect the people. Uh, Jamie if Fox, I have to take every pill myself. Yeah. That's, yeah. That bastard made him similar to Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx's character is, um, my my main goal is to protect my daughter and to get her back. But where, where they're opposites is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, is willing to take the pill to use it to fight against them. And Jamie Foxx's character is, I'm not going to use this pill to fight them. I'm going to fight them my own way. Um, I'm just going to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he knows, he understands the danger of, of the pill. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character understands the danger of the pill, but sees sees it as, it's my only choice to level the playing field when you're playing with fire. You got to fight fire with, with it back. So there's... They're somewhat, right. they're somewhat opposites of each other, but Wait, with similar hold goals. On. Hold on. Did you just start an analogy and then start a second analogy and then finish either? Yes. That's my specialty. That's oh, my you must power. be one of the writers of this film. That's my power. <laughs> That's your power, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean in, a, in a point they, that, but I mean, they're opposites. The, the parts that are, are diverging on both of those characters are, I think, minor. And that's why I said they feel like they're just one character. Mm-hmm that just got broken apart because if you think about it 
if you if you add both of those characters together, just going about what you were saying with the power, whether or not to take the pill, what usually happens in a movie if it's one character? Um, I've got to fight this crime, but I'm not going to stoop to their level. But eventually, what happens to the hero? I gotta stoop to their level yeah, and well, take the fit. Like, that, it's the one character. It's what happens to the one character, except they broke it up between them, you know. Um, but yeah, so that that was that was also I found a little bit of a fault. I wasn't a big fan of that part. Right. Also, another thing I was not a big fan of was this villain relevant? <laughs> uh, the woman or the <laughs> idea of the That's what they were. <laughs> Swear to yeah. God. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like the idea of peddling the drugs—that was the villain. Like, like, like the idea of you right. know, the, you know, them experimenting on people—that was. But, but the villains were very forgettable. Yeah. But and and also it's like, let me see. I'm giving out drugs that could make people dangerous enough to take me. And by the way, <laughs> don't ever hire any of these <laughs> minions that either group hired. The, the people in the club, they're dealing with like probably hundreds of millions of dollars for for, for this drug. They were taken out in no time. Yep. <laughs> you know, by one guy. And by the way, oh, I keep I'm just buying the way this thing. And that also got me. <laughs> how how unbelievable the scene would had to be um of Jamie Foxx, even though they were also attacking the people were attacking each other, but Jamie Foxx was the lone person attacking both sides of the group to try and, and get his way out of that that underground bar. Oh how, God! You know how bad you know how bad that was when they didn't show almost any of the fights and you just saw the woman freezing to death. Yeah. Okay, that was and another the issue. Kept following her, yeah, they, I, they kept following her, and I'm like, I'm like, are you are you telling me that you can't even explain how he's winning this battle? So you just decided not to show it, pretty much. And, it, <laughs> and it's also a good way to save money on uh, fight choreography, yeah. fight choreography, and choreog- uh, stuntmen also as well. Yeah. But it was just, I, and it, but it felt like it though. That's the thing that got me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, she, she wasn't doing anything that cool, pun intended, um, <laughs> to, make, to make it that that noteworthy. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, wow, she's doing this amazing stuff. It's like, no, she isn't. And I really want to know how this. I literally kept thinking the whole time, how's this fight going out there? And they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> yeah. That, and you would just I, get I, like I, like I, a hand. You'd get a hand or a face to the glass. I'm like, yeah. this is lame. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what kind of took a couple of notches down for me. That one fight scene, just because I was like, they were making out to be this big fight scene, and it lasted quite a while. It was quick. I yeah, don't know. Okay, it was I, at I, least I, a good I, minute. Yeah, it was. It was one of it the was longest. At least a good minute. It was at least two minutes between her yeah. going around. She went around that 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 that, that cage twice, twice <laughs> because because you saw her her looking at her power. Did she get the power of a hamster? She got the power of a goldfish. Memory of only a minute. I wish I would have. <laughs> Was I just here? <laughs> this place looks yeah. familiar. Also, yeah, so... I also the, the and the security on the boat, which I had to love the security on the boat. Um, like not only were they all worthless, but my favorite thing had to be. Um, you have art major, so you have a uh, you have a uh, Jamie Fox handcuffed to a chair in the middle of an empty space way what would you say like 10 15 20 feet away from the guard who's at a gate who he says to the guard explains the whole pistol fish thing about how powerful the pistol fish is and shrimp i'm sorry thank you very much pistol shrimp was and then shows in his mouth that he has a pill that he could swallow he could swallow 
and become that. What does the guard do? Uncuffs him. Yep. <laughs> I, you could have just walked away. Like he either he's going to break out or he's not. Either way, you didn't have to help him. You just walked away. I mean, he just he went in there and I'm like, that's who hired these men? <laughs> you know, well, are they the hitmen of the not in the face hitmen group? <laughs> you know, <laughs> not in the face. <laughs> There's actually someone here that could explain that. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. So, I never feel very welcome. <laughs> so, I, I actually have a little infomercial here to play vacation. for you. Yeah. All right. Really? You need henchmen? You're looking for the right people? Well, come to us. Cobra Commander School of Henchmen. We'll provide you with the oh, best shit. people for the right job. Granted, their aim isn't great, and they might quit throughout the job, but hey, if you need henchmen, come to us. Cobra, Cobra Commander School of Henchmen. Nice. That has been... Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Their aim is... They even missed the toilet seat. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I worked for Cobra for years. <laughs> yeah, pretty much what happened. That dude, they, oh. they decided to try to stop taking over the world and just making money. So they, they provide yeah, all right. these useless henchmen. Um, let me ask you this. Um, how do you feel like they wrapped up um, the movie? I mean, there was no after credits scene. You know, they, 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 they ended it pretty clean. They kind of left it at, you know, it is what it is. And, you know. Um, well, oh, Jamie Foxx <laughs> Jamie Fox seemed to make his point clear. I thought he was talking to the directors and the writers directly when um, when Jordan, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like, wait, do you think do you think we ended it? And Jamie Foxx was like, I, I, I'm i done. <laughs> I was like, he's not coming back for a sequel. <laughs> but, I mean, the whole thing with, you know, him finding his daughter and her daughter having the power and, you know, obviously he, lose, he uses the power and, you know, dies. Dies. Spoilers. Um, just, you know, but then comes back her. because she, she can resurrect. <laughs> No, no. I mean, I'm sure everybody saw that. I'm sure everybody well, she, saw that coming. She has the power of Lazarus. Yeah, pretty bad. Well, I mean, you saw when you saw the plant as she was walking by, it, it 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 uplifted itself. I'm like, well, either she has the power to heal organic matter, or she has the power to make things erect. <laughs> so one's either going to help her father, one's going to help her father, or embarrass him. We'll find out. <laughs> what, what's Daddy, name? so oh, good yeah, to see you. Boing. <laughs> Well, depending on which power she has, I have a job for her. <laughs> She's making millions but, in I mean, Hollywood as a fluffer for porn. <laughs> she just wow. has to walk into the room. <laughs> My job here is done. But I mean, but how do we feel that that, that, that the ending of this film was? You know, you know, you it, you it, ended with it was feel good. Yeah, essentially. Especially, especially, especially when, especially when your girl got her song on the on the radio, and I'm like, oh okay, my well, we god, know this wasn't, this wasn't the next day, but but still, we don't know how much time later it's been. But I'm like, so she probably quit school, <laughs> and hopefully her career takes off because she's got no education now. <laughs> I mean, which, thank you, thank you, Jamie Fox. <laughs> so let, let, let me tell you what actually happened. So she took all the money that. Jamie Foxx left in the truck and invested it wisely 
surprisingly. She's a whiz at the stock market. She made a killing, bought a new house. She's not good in math. Yeah. Surprisingly, that's what I said. She was a killing. She was a whiz at the stock market. Um, made a lot of money, bought a new place for her mom, paid for the operation, and then starting a recording studio where she recorded her own song first. And it took a while for it to hit, but she started recording for other people as well. And that's where she's making her money now, producing music. Oh my god! Dream come true. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would like to believe that, but no. He <laughs> <laughs> said he said dream come true. I'm like not all dreams are interesting. Which which uh which part was unbelievable? It was the stock market. Part, uh, right. Yeah. Right when you said, I think I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was right after that. Um, because because all I'm thinking is she got that money, they unwrapped it, and. She got her mom a can of soup, and her mother never saw her again. <laughs> oh, mom, here's your soup. I'm gone. <laughs> Honey, I oh. never wanted much, and you're not getting much. Here's your soup. I'm out of here. The next scene is her at the strip club with a mountain of blow. What the damn? That escalated, that escalated quickly. <laughs> you know it's true. All right, gentlemen, is there anything else uh, you want to add before we go into renaming the series and ratings? Uh, mm, no. Uh, just, no. just don't get your hopes up for uh, part two. I'm not, <laughs> but just don't. He, he said, don't, don't write to anybody about it. <laughs> Whoa, I heard this show. Yeah, I mean, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So let's talk about it. Um. Renaming the movie. Ralph, do you want to go first, or shall I open up the floodgates? I grant you the ability to go first. All right, I'm gonna go. Ooh. I'm gonna go with Super Limitless. That's what I'm gonna call it. Super <laughs> Limitless. It's just something about that theme about the pill. It just took a while to shake. I'm like, oh, this is not really that original. Um, Ralph, I'm gonna call it Project Animal Man. You don't Project have to be. Uh, you don't have to be the Avatar of the Red to get animal powers. There you go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's really I kind of like that because you know I totally forgot about Animal Man. Mike, yeah. uh, I would call this project uh, Project Eight Mile, the Eminem Endgame. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I like that one too. <laughs> Except there was no good rapping, but okay, okay. I'm gonna still be hung up on that. All right, let's do it. Ratings for Project Power. Wow. Uh, strangely, I did enjoy this movie quite a lot, despite its flaws. So I am going to give it eight. What the fuck is the thermal regulation power useful for if you have to be in a room to make sure you're hot so you don't freeze to death out of 10? Yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty, well, it's either that or you get the one that turns you, that makes you burn and then you melt half your face. So. Yeah. Like, like I said, why is anyone taking these pills beyond me? Also, what what animal is that? Thank you. I was about to say with either of them. With, with, <laughs> I don't with, know. <laughs> with the fire or the or 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 the or the you know the freezing. Well, they they, they just like I said, it's their it's their lazy science. Like, well, you know, there's some animals that can thermoregulate. Uh huh. And this is why you can turn them. No, no, that's not no. If you tell me that you've seen a bunny rabbit burst in the flames. Then I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that comic would even be more interesting than a hell bunny. Go ahead. All right, um, I'll go. I didn't like the movie as much as I thought. It's it, like I said, it was fun enough, but 
but not fun enough for me to give it a good rating. So I'm going to give it six. Am I lying? Yeah, you were lying about how good it was out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? Uh, I originally started off at a seven and a half, moved down to seven, and now I'm at a six and a half. How about study hard and become a rapper <laughs> out of 10? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That rapper thing so drives me nuts. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Project Power. Maybe they should work on working on another project, just not about superheroes. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. Geeks on the go. Now with more power. Now more power. All right. Yeah, I, I boosted the power. There's a booster in here. I, I I don't know what to say to that. I'm just like, really? Well, you know what? I do know what to say. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we make it under a minute every so often. Um, I try to make questions that you know can move quick, but Ralph is the human speed bump, the human fucking speed bump of this. Excuse segment. me, I am known as the human delay. All right, remember that. Memorize human it. rain delay. You're the human rain delay. Say the I'll, saying right. I'll take it. Jeez. All right, ready, set, go. Out of all the Fantastic Four members, who would have the lamest power, Ralph? I mean, your only obvious choice out of those four is the thing. Because everybody else is like, they're like superpowered gods. So. Wow. Okay. Mike? Ben, I get my brick ass kicked by everybody. Grim. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which supervillain would be evil but still make a better president than President Trump? Mike? Dr. Doom, period. <laughs> I knew you would say that. Ralph. He would. You, you know my answer is obvious. Lex Luthor. Oh, God. He's just so not even creative. He's, I mean, he's right. been proven to make a horrible president. I mean, he's all obviously right. better all than right, Trump. All right. all right. Falcon versus Angel. Would you even care who won? Ralph. Not really. I mean, it, it'd be obviously be Falcon because he has guns and he'll be shooting at him, but, you know, not really. And Mike? I just was curious how long you were going to let him answer, but I guess I found out. You could have moved him along. Like it's, like it's not like I have a timer that I can see. I should have moved him along, I know. Mike? Uh, no, I wouldn't care, but Falcon would win unless it's versus Archangel, in which case the Falcon's just dead immediately. Archangel, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah, with those, those metal feathers. Pop- yeah. And, and missiles that shoot from those feathers. Yes. And the feathers that extend right, yeah, to God right. knows how many feet. <laughs> yeah. Is it, are, are you saying his wings are deuce ex machina? <laughs> Maybe oh, just they a are, bit. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. Yeah. Shout outs. What shout outs do we have? Shout outs, gentlemen. Uh, well, you will not hear this for ages. However, this is the night before the election. So hopefully you have all voted and hopefully we are going to, you're going to hear this in a brighter, normal-ish world. So shout out to all of you voters that voted with your heart and not with the economy. Yeah, I agree. And Ralphie what? Uh, I, I would like to shout out, obviously you're going to hear this after the election and hopefully the rooting and, uh, 
the looting and rioting has died down already at this point, and we ask you just to bring some order back into the world, and let's try to get things to a normal point. I'm more optimistic, you could see. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll say this. Um, either way, um, it's something that somebody said the other day, like, we have to come together as a country. Or for, 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 for those of us who are in the United States, because I know that our podcast, you know, goes to all different parts of the world. But for those who are mm-hmm. in the United States, you know, we do have to we do have to come together as a country a lot better for whoever wins. Now, the only thing is I wish one side won versus another, but that's another story. Um, any, anything else? I mean, I'm trying to think. Shout outs in regards to everybody else. Everybody else knows who I'm going to shout out. So I ain't going to say the names. I'm just going to say I'll mention you next time. But guys, is that it? Yeah, that is it. All right, so that's it for me too. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky. That's it.